What's up everyone? Kevin here from Skywatcher. Welcome to another episode of the Skywatcher What's Up webcast. We do this every Friday 10 a.m. Pacific right here at the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel. Uh, today is Friday, March 10th. Um, and if you're watching this in the future, that's when this was recorded. Uh, which will actually be helpful today because of the topic that we're covering might change as time goes on. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but yeah, so we do this every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here at the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel. We cover everything from what's up in the nighttime sky to equipment to helpful tips and tricks. And of course, at the end of the month, we have a special guest on to talk about their specialty in the field of astronomy. Um, this week, we're actually talking about equipment and uh, we're talking about the Prima Lucha Labs Eagle uh, system. Uh, this is something that I have used for several years now, and uh, we actually use them at our remote observatory. Um, and I wanted to go into detail about that uh, quite a bit on this. And our presentation today isn't going to be so much locked in PowerPoint. We're actually going to hop on to one of our remote telescopes and actually run through all that I can basically show you from here uh, what the eagles are actually capable of doing. Uh, before we get too far into it though, if you like what you see, please go ahead and subscribe, leave a like on the videos, um, subscribe to our channel, lets us know we're doing a good job. If you have an idea for a future What's Up webcast, please go ahead and email us at info at skywatcherusa.com and title it What's Up, and we'd be curious to know what your idea is for a future episode and what we should cover. Um, if you want to stay up with the date with what's going up here at the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel uh, on the What's Up webcast uh, and, of course, everything else that's going on, you can go over to skywatchusa.com, look up at the top and hit subscribe and save, and you can join our email list and stay in tune with what we've got going on here at Skywatcher, any sales and all kinds of fun stuff and where we're going to be um, because that's going to be a big thing. We do have NEF coming up next month. We're just over a month away from uh, NEAC and NEF. That's going to be really fun to see everybody on the East Coast again. Uh, we will be at Texas Star Party in May, and then towards later in the year, we uh, hopefully have some other events uh, that we will be attending in person again as well. So it's going to be a pretty busy year for us, but just stay tuned here, um, and we'll tell you where we're going to be, and it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. So let's talk about the Prima Lucha Eagle. Now, Prima Lucha is a company based out of Italy. Um, they're a phenomenal group of people. They do have a U.S. division here. It's ran by Tom Bramwell, who's a friend of ours. Um, if you've gone to AIC or hopefully you'll be at NIAC and NEF, you'll hopefully be able to meet them in person. But Prima Lucha Labs is a really interesting company. They make a lot of different accessories to make imaging uh, much more accessible uh, for so many of us and they have hardware like rings focusers flat panels whatever it is to make the world of imaging a little bit easier and that's really where the prima lucha labs um, have excelled is having a lot of these accessories that have made really advanced features become more available even like rotators um, as well uh, but the eagles are probably one of their main product i don't know um, all about like every single one of their products, um, but they make some phenomenal stuff. But the Eagles were the first things that I was introduced to from Prima Lucha Labs, and it's probably one of the things they're most well known for. And I keep saying Eagle, and if you don't know what an Eagle is, it's basically a mini PC, just like your computer. Now, there's a lot of these on the market nowadays. Um, these mini PCs are becoming very helpful for a lot of people. 
Now, when we're imaging and we're running a serious astrophotography system, you're going to need some kind of brain that's going to be running everything. You know, you've got your mount, which is handling all your pointing and tracking. You've got a motor focuser. You've got your camera. Maybe you've got a filter wheel, uh, maybe an auto guider on board. Maybe you've got a dew heater. There's a lot of electronics that are involved when we're doing some serious astrophotography. And that gets even more complex by doing it remotely um, when you are not on site with your particular system and you need to handle some more automated features. Um, but we need that brain to control our entire imaging platform. And most of us for many, many years have dragged out a computer or a laptop out into the field and you've got some big old freaking battery that you bought from Costco or something like that that could run a car. Um, and we're bringing that out into the field so you can basically do imaging for a few nights. Now, things have gotten a lot better with technology over the last 10 years when it comes to computers. They've gotten faster, they've gotten smaller. There's all kinds of capabilities. And there's a lot of people that are still using their laptops out in the field, um, but there are other systems that have started to pop up. Um, we have Raspberry Pis, you have Nooks, um, all these miniature PC computers that are coming out and other small control systems that are giving you all these features. The ZWO ASI Air is probably the most well-known. It's not a PC. It was originally based on a Raspberry Pi computer, which is a very small, about the size of a deck of cards, a computer that runs off of very limited power. And then, of course, ZWO did all of their uh, fancy engineering and gave you a lot of really cool features, like the ability to power different ports and all kinds of stuff. Um, and that's really kind of what has allowed the market to explode with these uh, miniature computers is we no longer need to drag out a laptop or a big computer or even if we're at home we don't need something sitting out with our telescope with the advantage of wi-fi and bluetooth and all these different uh, technological pieces we're actually able to control our systems and do imaging easier than ever now, a lot of us, and I didn't want to spend too much time on this section, um, but there's a lot of us out there, especially in the Skywatcher family, um, that have become accustomed to the ZWO ASI Air. It's a phenomenal piece of kit. They're 300 bucks. Um, and if you're using ZWO hardware, good for you. You're pretty much set to go. The one big problem with an ASI Air is that you're locked in to using ZWO hardware. Now, for a lot of people, that's not a big deal. Um, but when you want to get more advanced systems put together, or maybe you're actually looking to build a remote system or an observatory system that requires a lot more capabilities, that's where the ASI Air just doesn't meet the standards of that. And there's nothing wrong with that because for most people who are using an ASI Air, they're probably imaging in the field, they're doing their backyard. You're, you're good. That's all you're going to need. But again, you are locked in to the ZWO ecosystem, which is actually a phenomenal marketing uh, trickery is a bad word for it, but uh, strategy that ZWO did. It's phenomenal how they've been able to do that. Um, but... I've run into customers and I myself as, as one of those people where I have filter wheels and I have cameras and I have focusers from other brands. I want to use that hardware. I can't use my Starlight Express 
16200 CCD with a ZWO computer. I can't. Um, as nice as the ZWO cameras are, there are other cameras on the market. I don't always want to be locked into their hardware. Um, you want to expand. You want to do things. Maybe you're doing research level stuff. Regardless, we want to be able to customize our system. Maybe you want to use Nina. Maybe you want to use SkyX. Maybe you're using Paramounts or Astrophysics or plane wave systems. Really advanced capability hardware. You need more control. Um, and you can do a lot of that if you're going to just set up, you know, a PC or a laptop, you know, that Windows-based system, or even like a Raspberry Pi or small control system does all of that, where the ZWO doesn't. And that's not knocking the ASI Airs at all. It's just now we're talking about the next level up. Um, so you're going from the basics of automation to advanced capabilities. That is what we're going to talk about with these mini PCs. And probably the leading one built for astronomy is the Prima Lucha Eagles. Um, and this talk today is really going to be focused more about the, the latest version, which is the Eagle 4. Um, I started with Eagle 2. Um, Eagle 3 has been out for a long time, but now they're on Eagle 4. And I'm sure in the future there'll be a 5 and multiple generations. But anyway, before we dive too much into that, um, the big thing with these mini PCs is being able to manage and control your system is important. And that means all aspects of the system, not just your software that points the mount and makes your camera shoot some images. You need to have a ton of different control capabilities. Um, and some of these additional features that we as astronomers are going to need are, first off, remote control. We want to be able to maybe sit in our car and run our system if it's cold or routed into the house and um, go in and do that. Um, the next one, you're going to want a power management system. Now, this has started to come up a lot. Uh, Celestron has their own uh, boxes that can control USB power and route all of that, um, which is cool. Uh, you have Pegasus power boxes that a lot of customers are using that are powering all of your stuff. We're basically talking about cable management. Now, a lot of the high-end mounts like our EQ8R, our CQ350, Paramounts, all these big mounts have through-mount cabling where you could... Ours don't have through-mount cabling, but they have the USB hubs. Um, to reduce the amount of crap that's basically hanging off of your telescope, you want to be able to route your cables to where they're not going to get all hung up. And the way you do that is either with hubs built into the mount, through mount cabling, or if you add some kind of box on top of your um, system that's capable of controlling everything, routing power to various accessories. The ZWASI Air does a, little, a nice job for their basic accessories. The Pegasus Power Box takes it up another notch um, where you can manage all of your cables. Like you've got uh, USB and power going to a camera. You have a USB going to a filter wheel. Maybe you have USB and power going to a motor focuser. There's a lot of accessories that we need to handle on our telescope systems nowadays. And we're plugging all of that in. And you used to just let all that hang off and manage it the best you can and go to the computer. Well, now computers can ride on the telescope and reduce the amount of cables and cable drag that's going on. So if we had a system that could handle power and USB management, that would be great. Uh, a big one for remote observing is uh, 
switching, the ability to turn ports, various ports on and off. Maybe you have various devices. Maybe you have two cameras. You want to be able to shut one of them off. You can't just walk out in the back and unplug it um, if you're not going to be there. So you want something that you could turn a port off and on. The ZWASI Airs can do that with their power ports. Um, but if we could do something that could turn USBs off, I could, you know, regulate power to things and keep an eye and manage all of that. That's what we want. So we want a control system and we want a management system all in one. And that is where basically a Prima Lucha Eagle exists is it's that thing. It's the computer and the controls all together in one device. And it's small enough to mount on most telescopes. Now, like I said before, the current model of the Prima Lucha Eagle is the Eagle 4. And I think there are three variations of the Eagle 4, depending on how big of a processor and how much memory. Just like any other PC computer, you can up how much RAM and all that fun stuff is plugged into there. Obviously, if you have more RAM, you're able to run a lot more things at once. Maybe you can do some image processing. Whatever you got going on, you can do that. Um, so... The Prima Lucha Eagles, and the Eagle 4 particularly, is it looks like this. This is an Eagle 4. Um, I think this is the Plus model. The Plus is the smallest uh, as far as RAM and computing capabilities, and then it goes up to, like, Pro. Or there's three versions of them, and you pay more for each one. Um, so they're these little red boxes. They've got all kinds of ports on them. They've got all kinds of screw holes on top of them, as you can see, too. Because what's nice about these little computers is they're about probably about 10 inches long. So they are a bit bigger, but they have all these holes that you can mount, you know, dovetail clamps on or put dovetails on them. You can piggyback telescopes on them if you want, uh, whatever and however you can mount it to your system. It makes it really easy to incorporate somewhere, um, on the system. And the nice thing about this particular kind of computer that Prima Lucha has actually made is it's not a Linux system. It's not Apple. Um, both of those are great uh, operating systems without any problem. But when it comes to astronomy software, most of it is very happy on Windows. So these are Windows 10 machines. I don't think they've gone up to Windows 11 yet, um, but they are Windows. So anything that you can load on your computer at home, you can load on one of these. And... This is a little screenshot of our uh, particular remote uh, telescope system. It's running Windows. We're running a Paramount. We've got SkyX on there. We've got Nina. We've got Sequence Generator Pro. Um, all the usual stuff. And it's nothing fancy. It's nothing difficult. It's no different than you being able to just go home on your laptop and throw that same software on there. The nice thing about it is it just rides on the telescope. Um, you can add any software you like as long as it's Windows compatible. No big deal. Makes it extremely easy to customize this thing in any way that you're going to need. We have Deep Sky Stacker on there. We could process on this machine if we needed to. Um, anything you use on your Windows home machine, you can use on an Eagle, um, which makes this super convenient um, for you to be able to use basically anything that you want. This is the nice thing where you're not just stuck with one brand's capabilities anymore. You want to use an FLI camera? Do it. You want to use a, a ZWO camera, Starlight, uh, QSI, SBIG, Apogee, you know, Attic, whatever you want to do. 
you can customize your Eagle computer to handle all of that. Maybe you want to use Nina. Um, that's all there. That's the great thing about this being a Windows PC machine is that you can do all of that customization so you're not just locked in to one particular company and their hardware. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's a great strategy to do it, but there's a lot of other things out there that you might want to do. Now, the real cool thing about some of these, uh, particularly the Eagle 4s, is they have a lot of new features built into them that the, the earlier generations didn't. Number one, they have a GPS sensor in it. So the reason behind that is there's a lot of people that are actually using these for science. Maybe you're doing a occultation. You're going into the field and you're trying to actually document time, date, location of where this occultation was taken. Um, that's something that these have... Uh, ready to go for that need. Um, does Windows come preloaded or no, these are preloaded. You buy these things and they are ready to go. There's a little bit of an initial setup um, for you to be able to Wi-Fi and remote into the machine, um, but they do come with Windows ready to go. So you buy them, they're pretty much set for you to load it up and do what you want to do with it. That's what's cool about it. Um, the new Eagle 4s, they have eight USB ports. There's 3.0 and 2.0s. They do have HDMIs, so you could actually run this to an external monitor, which my Eagle 2 didn't have. I really wish it did, but the Eagle 4 does. I don't know about the 3, but the 4 definitely does. Um, it has Ethernet capabilities, so you could actually plug Ethernet direct into it if you just want to maybe have an observatory at home. And you don't want to put a laptop out in the observatory because you're really not sitting out there and you're just looking for a remote machine. You could actually route Ethernet to this thing and you're ready to go. Um, has four 12-volt power ports. So you can run a variety of things on it. Has three dew heater ports where you can turn them on and off. Um, the new Eagle 4s are very... The Eagle 4, I don't know why I'm saying they're new because the whole Eagle 4 generation has a sky quality meter. So... As you move the telescope around the sky, you could actually take SQM measurements of uh, your particular site. That's pretty neat. They call it Sky Eye. Um, it has all the remote power control that you're going to need, and it also has power uh, level monitoring on board, too. So you can actually keep an eye on how much amperage and how much voltage is being thrown out to all of your devices. This is a big deal because there's a lot of people out there nowadays that don't read the manual. They don't pay attention to how much electronics are being put onto their um, hardware. I've had a lot of customers do this where they're using some kind of power regulating system and they want to know why the mount won't run. Well, it's probably because the mount is starving for electronic or power because you're routing everything through here. The Eagles have the ability to tell you, and so do other companies, but the nice thing about the Eagle is it gives you a full monitoring system of everything that's going on on your system from which USBs are on to what power is on and all of that fun stuff. Um, so real quick, I'm going to just bring up this one right here. This is one of our uh, remote Eagle uh, machines. Let me see if I can get this the way I want it. Um, so... When you have an Eagle uh, computer, this is basically what it looks like. This is the control system right here. Now, the nice thing about this is this system is actually on right now. This is one of our remote telescopes. No, I'm not going to give you the password to get into it. Um, but this is the actual Eagle on one of my remote machine or remote observatory telescopes. 
This thing is telling me everything that's going on right now on the telescope. If it was dark, we could actually turn it on, let it do its thing, and do everything. So um, you can see here's all of our uh, various USBs. Um, now we have two telescopes on this uh, mount. We have an Esprit 150 and an Esprit 100 currently, and they both have focusers and they both have cameras. Um, so as you can see right here, um, we can actually turn these USBs on and off. Um, or these are the do, I'm sorry, these are the do heaters up here. So ports five, six, and seven, these are all do heaters. So if I want to turn the do heater on, on the Esprit 150, I can go ahead and turn that on. You can see right there, it's going to tell me how many volts, how many amps are being used right there. And we can monitor that. We don't need it on, so we'll turn that off. Uh, that's the nice thing about this particular system is I can control all of that from here. This telescope's like 600 miles away. Um, then we have different power ports on it. So if I want to power my Esprit 150 setup, turn the camera on, turn the focuser, all that on, I can go ahead and flip the switch right there. It's going to go turn green. It's going to tell me how much power is being used by the camera tech cooling. And that camera's on and it's ready for, to run. I want to turn that off because... We're not using it right now. Um, but the nice thing about it is you can go through and you can name every single port on this system uh, and you're ready to go. Uh, can you interface it via iPad in the field? Yeah, you can actually just remote into this with an iPad. Um, I do it for my phone all the time. Um, so Apple devices do work. It's not an app. You actually link up to it with its own Wi-Fi. So you can do this in the field as well. Um, but you can name everything you want on this thing. It's going to tell you the power consumption right here. Um, it can give you all kinds of advanced settings. Um, there's just a ton of stuff that you can go in and do it. And that's the nice thing about the, the Eagles is they're completely customizable to everything you're ever going to want to do. Um, now there's another device over here. This is called an Echo. Um, and Echo is another device that uh, Prima Lucha actually makes. It monitors like temperature and dew heaters and all that when it needs to kick that on. So you can actually automate your dew heater settings depending on the dew levels. Um, and Echo can actually track that and it plugs into here and it helps monitor a lot of the actual conditions that are inside or out with the telescope at the moment. Our particular systems, we don't have the Echo um, installed. Uh, but you can have an, a little echo and they actually mount direct to like a finder bracket. They're just a little stock, little red stock that's got all kinds of like temperature uh, probes and things that measure the actual atmosphere of the location that you're at. That can actually make automation a little bit easier. It can help with temperature control if you're doing uh, focusing via temperature um, or dew heaters and monitoring when to turn a dew heater on and off depending on your dew point An echo will monitor every single thing there and that's just an addition that you can get and mounts up via a cable to the eagles and it just helps keep track of all of that but that's really the cool thing about a lot of this um about the eagle hardware is that it gives you all the capabilities to control various things so on our remote telescopes we're using optech focusers um we have zwo cameras uh, we have different guiders. Um, our monochrome setup has an FLI filter wheel. See, all these different third-party things you couldn't do if you're locked into a particular company's uh, hardware. The Eagle doesn't care. We just plug in all the drivers via 
you know, like a PC machine. You can put ASCOM on here, no big deal. And we can get everything to talk nicely and play nice with it. And the Eagle just looks like a regular laptop that's basically floating out there. We just remote into the machine. And then, so this is the Eagle Manager. This is the software um, that you basically use to control every single thing that the Eagle is handling. When we're done with it, we just siphon that down or file it down there. And then we just have a basically a very typical Windows machine. We've got our folders. It goes to a drive. Whatever we're doing, it looks just like a regular Eagle machine or just like a regular PC machine. Um, but if you want to do all of your uh, controls, you're trying to turn something on and off, um, all of that uh, can work. Uh, does it read the external temperature probe on a Zero EAF focuser? Probably, but it would depend on the software that you're using. You could probably set that up, though, because we can do that in the Sky X with our Optech focuser. The Optech focuser can actually do those readings. Um, so I'm sure there's a way to set it up, but I haven't really spent a lot of time with the EAF um, on here because we don't use them remotely. Uh, nothing against them. We just don't have them installed. Um, I just have the Optech ones. Um, but you should be able to set it up just like anything else out there. But that's kind of the cool thing is the Eagle is going to give you all that capability to where you can use anything that you want. And you're not locked into one particular brand or another. Um, this went way faster than I thought. Um, but because I'm basically at the end of my presentation. Um, let me bring this back up here. So, oh, that's what I actually wanted to go into. So that's basically all an Eagle is. It's a PC machine. You can run all the stuff that you want on it. However, um, there's a couple things that I would recommend having used in Eagle for a couple, a few years now that I would recommend if you're buying one new. Um, Number one, I'm going to bring some of this up here real quick. So this is Prima Lucha Labs website. They've got all kinds of crazy things on here. Um, they've got a lot of really nice hardware. Um, uh, so basically what you're going to be, uh, they have all different kinds of things that you can add. And all of their hardware is actually made to be incorporated into the Eagle uh, to control, which is very nice. So they have the low-profile robotic um uh, focusers that they've got uh, they have all kinds of stuff in here and it depends on what you they've got rotators they've got focusers um, there's obviously uh, the eagles here's an echo uh, I'll pull up the echo really quick here's the little echo control box it's their environmental com control box is what it is so it's able to take care of all these different measurements for you on various things um, they've spent a lot of time really um, incorporating what a lot of astronomers are looking for. And there's more stuff on the Eagle 4 than most of us will ever use. And there's a question in the chat that actually brings that up. Can you talk about the eye sensor? Can we stop our imaging session if the sky quality range? That's a really good question. Um, I was hoping to have one of the guys from Prima Lucha on, but there was some family stuff that uh, popped up. I didn't want to bug him about it. Um, that's a very good question. Um, you can always call Prima Lucha. They're very quick. Or you can email them and ask them any of the questions. I don't know enough like on that level if the sky eye sensor can actually tell the system to shut down if the quality goes down. That's a very good question. But I would recommend that you actually reach out to the Prima Lucha team and actually ask them that. Um, 
because they're usually very interested to hear about what people are looking for. Um, but the couple things that I wanted to actually bring up really quick, I'm going to try to find it. Oh, here we go. If you're looking at getting an Eagle, the first thing I would recommend looking at is what cables are you going to need to run your system? Because Prima Lucha uses these very heavy-duty thread-on ports, um, which are awesome. I hate USB cables. Everyone's all about USB. I get it. That's the way things work. I would much rather have either a thread-on connector or an Ethernet connector because they're secured. USBs, they, especially if you're a field imager, you're unplugging that all the time. It wears out. The little pins, they wear out. It doesn't plug in as tight anymore. Dust gets in there. All this crap happens. Um, so having something like this is very nice to basically have a very secure connection on your stuff. Um, so all the connections for power um, on here are all threaded. But um, if you're looking on getting up an Eagle, I know there's some questions popping up here real quick. I want to find it. I would recommend... It's in here somewhere. I saw it earlier. They have all kinds of parts if you ever need it. Um, let's see. Jeez, where is it? Ah, here we go. Um, so you do get a basic power cable with an Eagle. I think it's like 5 amps or something like that. You run out of power really quick. And this is the big issue I have with a lot of these power boxes. Is It's not so much that the power box has an issue. But if you are buying some kind of USB power routing system, a control box or whatever, whatever the companies call it, you as an owner of this hardware really need to pay attention to what the throughput power wise is for these devices. Because we've had people call up all the time saying my mount doesn't work, my mount doesn't work, my EQ6R is not working right. Nine times out of ten, we find out you're powering it through a control power box, and it's not working because there's not enough power routing to it. And I will say that you can damage your Skywatcher mounts if you are not using the proper uh, regulated power systems on there. That's why people blow up their boards. You want to make sure that you have enough power through these control boxes to handle all the stuff that you're plugging into it. And I'll give you a, a hint is... If you're one of these people who needs a dew heater, a dew heater is going to suck up a ton of amps really quickly. And then the mount is going to take its amps and you're going to blow through six or eight amps really quickly right off the bat. So what I would recommend if you're going to be serious about an Eagle, make sure you look at the 12.8 uh, volt AC adapter. That's 14 amps. 14 amps gives you a lot of room to work with at that point. That'll control pretty much everything that you're going to need for the most part. Maybe not the mount, depending on what you're running. Um, but if you're going to get one of these, I would definitely recommend getting a hold of the higher amperage uh, uh, power cables or the power box. AC adapter, that's what it's called. The 14 amp AC adapter. I would recommend you get one of those right off the bat because that's going to give you the full capability of what the Eagle can handle. And you can plug all the crap you want in there. Just make sure it's within that 14 amp uh, range. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff in here. Do they include a manual with troubleshooting guides? Um, I do have a little manual with mine. 
Prima Lucha is really awesome, and they do have a U.S. support guy who's awesome. His name's Tom. If you ever have any issues, you you do have someone here in the U.S. as well if you need assistance or in North America if you need assistance. They're really good about that um, and troubleshooting. Um, for power output, is there a voltage to voltage be changed? 5 volt instead of 12 volt. I do believe there's some uh, various uh, voltage, but I'm not sure. Uh, can you add RAM to it? I know you're not supposed to, but can you? That's a question for Prima Lucha. I don't think they really like you going in and tampering with any of their stuff. Oh, Tom's in the chat. Oh, uh, uh, Tom, I was going to ask you to be on today, but I know you had, I think you had a death in the family. This is all stuff. I apologize about that. Or a a close friend. I didn't want to bug you about any of it. But Tom's in the chat. His name's T. Bram. Go bug him. Ask him a bunch of questions. If you need help. Uh, maybe Tom can actually check his uh, support email in the chat there. So if you guys want to have these direct questions asked, you can uh, go into it. Uh, you can add RAM. So Tom said you can add RAM to it. Um, I'm sure Tom or Prima Lucha could actually walk you through how to do that or they'll do it for you. Um, but that's kind of what you're getting on the uh, various versions so you have the basic, so there's four versions of the Eagle you can get right now. There's the Eagle LE, which is kind of the most watered down version. That's about 800 bucks at the time of this recording. Then we jump up to the actual Eagle 4s. So you have the Eagle 4, which is the base model. Um, and these guys right here, they give you all the specs. Uh, four gigs of RAM, that's enough to get things going. Um, but then you get up to the other ones. Uh, you're basically paying for more RAM, more memory. Um, then you have the Eagle 4 S. Um, the S basically doubles the RAM and the memory. Um, so you're going from eight, four gigs to eight gigs of RAM, and you've got a lot more memory. Now you're running SS. You've got SSD drives in there, so it's you know snappy, fast. Um, and then you have the big one, the Eagle 4 Pro, um, which I believe is what we're running at our observatory at the moment. Now you've got 480 gigs of SSD space. That's awesome. Um, and you've got 16 gigs of RAM. So if you're going to be one of these people who are doing remote imaging and maybe you want to stack and process some of your stuff before you do a data transfer um, from your remote slot, I'd probably recommend that you do an Eagle 4 Pro um, because that 16 gigs of RAM is going to make a lot more sense um, for you to actually run those stacking software so it's not just sitting there crunching data i mean you could do it on any one of them but more ram if you're processing is going to be way better Um, you got 2x faster process two times faster processing than you do the basic eagle um eagle 4 so um if you're very very serious about doing remote work um i'd probably recommend the eagle 4 pro um, just because you have all the ram and you've got a lot of extra space you can use external drives on here it's a typical windows machine um we have a a drive on ours that's plugged in um so you can add external hard drives if you want or a thumb drive or whatever the heck you need if you want external memory if you don't want to take up your ssd uh, drive on board uh the prima lucha eagles um eagle will only accept 12 volt devices uh so that comes right from prima lucha um, uh, is Prima Lucha integrate integration like the ZW integration? Does it lock you in to a particular brand of equipment? No, 
That's what we're talking about. Um, that's the nice thing about the Eagles and the Prima Lucha hardware. You can use anything you want on it because it's a, a Windows-based machine. Yes, uh, Prima Lucha does have a lot of their own hardware that is made to work and integrate with their own systems. But you could easily... Why is my camera being stupid? You can do it. There we go. Um, that's the nice thing about the Eagle. Um, is Unlike the ZWO integration, it's way more customizable. Like I was saying a little bit earlier, we use this on a remote observatory. We're not using all ZWO hardware. We're sitting on a Paramount. I've got an Optech focuser on it. I have a ZWO camera on it. I don't even remember what our guider is. Um, we have an FLI filter wheel. We've got a bunch of various things plugged in on our system. I can't do that with an ASI Air. Also, ASI Air makes it really difficult to do anything remote, like serious remote. If you're really serious about setting up a remote observatory, an Eagle 4 is the way you got to go about that because it gives you all that customization and complete control over your setup. That's why when I was bringing this up earlier, where is it? Um, let me bring up the Eagle Manager again. Um, there's my controls. All right there. I can turn on and off my dew heaters. Um, I have an extra dew heater port if I need it. Um, I've got two different telescopes on here, which I can shut on and off. There's various COM ports, all kinds of stuff. If your mount doesn't want to work, you shut the USB off, you turn it back on. You can reset, do all the system hardware um, on there. It's got all kinds of things to be able to handle a lot of it. Um, so that's kind of the nice thing about these computers is they do everything and i know there are other companies out there where they're a power box or they're you know a little control thing here and there an eagle is not making any of those compromises an eagle is everything that you could ever want and more in one system it's the computer and it's the control um can we upgrade the ssd uh tom if you're still in the chat can you upgrade an ssd um, again, a lot of these little nitty gritty questions are going to be something that you'd want to ask Prima Luce, but Tom, I think is still floating around in the chat answering some of these questions for me. Um, but if you needed to expand your drive, um, maybe if you can't upgrade the SSD drive on board, you can always use one of the USB ports and plug in an external hard drive if you need to expand to whatever, um, we have two Prima Lucha Eagles um, in the observatory, um, one running each system, and then we've got 12 terabytes of uh, drives that those route to. So we do have external drives on ours just to handle because we're running three ZWO 6200 cameras in there and they take up way too much space um, raw data-wise. So you can, uh, you can add to it my understanding is if you wanted to upgrade SSD memory on your machine, you'd probably want to send it to Prima Lucha for them to actually do it. Um, SSD can be upgraded. We can chat, call and text the U.S. number on the website for advice on um, when the time comes. So, yes, you can upgrade it. It's probably something they're going to either have to do for you or walk you through on how to do it. But you can upgrade the uh, internal memory of these machines. So kind of cool. Um, another thing that I like about the Prima Lucha stuff is it's, it's very nitty gritty little things, um, which is kind of new on Eagle 4 is all the ports on an Eagle actually light up so you can see it. They're all in red. 
um, but you can do like down here it says dark mode um, you can switch all of that off so if you're at a star party and you're just if you're in the backyard who cares maybe you're in your observatory who cares but if you're at a star party you don't need all the ports lit up especially once you're doing a, an imaging run so the nice thing about this is you can turn all of that actually off um, so that's a nice little feature as well um, they've got some really nice videos there's Filippo um, that guy has so much energy Filippo's awesome um, but they do a very nice job of actually letting you go through and learning about this entire system so I don't have much more to go here's a comparison chart they've done such a great job at actually showing you um, the differences between everything and I'm not just trying to like say go buy one um, Eagles are pricey um, you're looking at at least a grand uh, for one of these machines but if you're a serious imager and you want to be able to have that customized capability and you need those controls there's not going to be a better system than this. Um, you could go build your own computer, but then you're not, you're going to have to do all these things where you don't have the capability of turning everything on and off. Um, so they've really put a lot of time and effort to really understanding what us as astronomers are going to need from a computer in the field. Um, there's a lot of these features that you just won't get with a laptop or other things are you going to have to like piecemeal it together this this is where you just get to the point know exactly what you need to do you can easily incorporate it onto your system without any issues um but what we probably should do is have tom actually come on at some point and actually walk us through one of these again um i know he's in the chat we'll talk to him later and we'll ping him about maybe coming on and doing um an episode where he actually gives us the lowdown on all the cool things that Prima Lucha actually does. So we'll put that episode together um, as well. They have all your specs, all your measurements for all the holes that are on this. Um, so if you need to mount that to a dovetail plate, that's how ours is mounted. Um, it's mounted up to the side of the dovetail. Um, we've actually moved it around a couple times. Um, I know we're pretty much at the end of the episode because I'm just talking about it now. Um, but you can see right there, this is mounted on our Esprit 150. We've got all of our stuff. Uh, it's mounted on one of our side dovetails, but it handles everything. We have all the we could add all these extra plates on it. They've really taken the time to understand what astronomers need um, and the the concept of everything that they're going to need in the field. It needs to be compact. It needs to be powerful enough to maybe do some processing and handle some large data files of very big, high resolution cameras nowadays. Um, it needs to be able to run a variety of accessories. It needs to be able to shut off and on and reset um, all of the various accessories that you're going to need. And all of that needs to be handled. We as astronomers need all of this. We're very demanding about a lot of the things that we need. But that's where the eagles are going to come in handy. So if you are looking to really get into complete control of your system whether you're in the field or you're at home or you're in an observatory these are the computers that you should be looking at and i can tell you from having used one used a few of them in our remote observatories for the last three four years at this point that they've been awesome um they really are a lifesaver too if something's being stupid and you need to flip the power you just just turn the power off reset it um 
So these have been a lifesaver. And then you don't have to go buy some crazy machine and make it and do all that. I'm not a computer guy. Um, but I know enough about these. And I can tell you from experience that if that's what you're looking to do, if you're looking to have control of your system, both being able to customize and use the software that you want, not the software that you're being told to use, but the software that you want to use, and you want to be able to have that complete control and integration on your system with whatever company you want to work with, this is the machine that you're going to need to do it. And it's well worth the investment. Um, and you have an amazing crew of people over there that are willing to actually work with you and actually help you build that system. So anyway, that's all I have for today's episode. Um, really, it just boils down to how much customization do you want? That's where these are at. So I could go all day long probably on this, but that's kind of the nitty gritty. Um, but we'll actually look at having Prima Lucha come on. We'll do a video. Maybe we'll talk about all their different accessories because they always have something cool coming out. And there's a lot more stuff that they offer that integrates to the Eagle than I could tell you about. And I would actually need Tom to actually come on and actually do that. So we'll have to do that sometime. Uh, we'll work that out. We'll see him at Neef. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Um, today or today, uh, March is actually uh, women's month. So the next three weeks of March, we're actually going to have special guests on um, representing women in astronomy, which is very exciting and we need more of them. So, uh, the rest of the month, we're going to have special guests on, uh, special guests as far as women in astronomy that are going to be coming up. And we're going to be starting that off next Friday. Uh, next Friday, we have Stella, um, which is a women's astrophotography group. They're an amazing group of women. Um, I've gotten to be friends with several of them. They're actually a fairly large group, but there's some outstanding um, imagers in this group. Um, we're going to have them on next week. I will let you know that next week will be a pre-recorded episode. It will not be live because uh, some of our guests are joining us internationally and the time changes are just too crazy to work with. Um, but we're going to have them on next week. Uh, and I think think the time change happens uh hold on really quick i need to pull up a couple different things here uh bear with me just a second i want to double check one thing uh time change when is it i'm in arizona we don't change our time because we're actually civilized um unlike the rest of the world um yes so actually the time change actually happens this sunday so uh next week please be aware that the uh stella episode is going to take place at the 10 a.m pacific time but it's going to be uh the time will be changing this week so we're going to be jumping back up an hour essentially so pay attention um with all of that uh there um, real quick here, if you want some cool swag for your Skywatcher stuff, please go over to skywatcher.threadless.com. Check it out. Um, there's all kinds of cool shirts and swag that you can get over there um, for any of your Skywatcher products if you want something neat there. Um, real quick, how are Windows updates taken care of? Again, if you have any direct questions, uh, please go ahead and email or text uh, or call uh, Prima Lucha, and they can handle any of your questions over there. Um, so there you go. 
uh texas star party yes we're going skywatcher will be at the texas star party in let me pull up my calendar uh we will be on site at texas star party from tuesday uh may 16th to the final day um we'll be there all week um we just won't be there the first two days of the event because we're traveling and getting all of our crap to texas um, but we will be there on the field starting on the 16th and then we'll be there for the rest of the week so we look forward to seeing you guys there um gonna be showing off all of our new stuff so that'll be a lot of fun uh anyway that is pretty much it uh thank you all for joining us this week we hope you enjoyed it. if you have any questions for prima lucha labs please go on their website check it out write them text them talk to tom ask all the questions that you want or go see him at neef if you're going to be at neef um we will be back next friday again with stella that's going to be an awesome panel we have three women joining us from stella it's going to be quite an awesome panel again the time changes this week so next friday the 17th the time is going to be different um, so make sure if you want to watch it, um, when it airs, uh, make sure you know what's going on. If not, you can watch the pre uh, recorded one. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend and, uh, we will see you guys next Friday, um, for another episode of the what's up webcast. Thanks very much, everyone. Take care. Clear skies. Have a good weekend. Bye.